I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay, the word is out. They're gonna talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Tom and Joe know all there is to know From masterpieces to deep fried tacos And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say There's no telling where the guys will take you Get ready for a spoiler Won't say it twice cause we already warned you Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, Episode 766, Elvis and Priscilla. (laughs) The book is called Elvis and Me. Oh, this is a book? This was based on a book. Okay. This was based on Priscilla Presley's autobiography about her time with Elvis. Then I got questions. Oh, I got questions. Yeah. Yeah, see guacamole i know right like it's funny when <laughs> when you were talking about like is this gonna be an hour's worth of conversation I, and, yep <laughs> and i was like yes yes it will i was shocked yeah i'm if, like if I, and I, and I we'll get into it we'll get into it yeah i'm like there is a lot to unpack <laughs> yeah. yes so and and who better to unpack it <laughs> than two men right I, I dude i was driving home today and i was like man we are the wrong demographic to be reviewing this movie. <laughs> so I, my thought process at first was I was going to be like, well, maybe I'll see if Crystal wants to, because Crystal saw it with me, but I, but she wants to do a, her one of her big runs today. So I was just like, well, I can't ask her fine to to give that up to do this. <laughs> like that seems like I've really missed the point of the film. <laughs> That's true. Right. Hey, I know you've got this really important thing you want to do. By the yeah. way, I need you to do my other podcast. But you need to focus on my stuff <laughs> Correct, yes. if you want this marriage to work. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I totally missed the boat on this movie. <laughs> yeah. So uh so let's go around the virtual table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. And this is Tom. That's it. So Kevin is out this week, so it's just the two of us. So Yeah. Um, uh, so before we dig into all of that, shameless plugs. Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeart, TuneIn. Uh, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. Super helpful. Greatly appreciated. You can also uh, find us on the Facebook at facebook.com slash spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, uh, and... The easiest, cheapest thing you can do to help us out is to share an episode of the show. And people who were kind enough to share an episode in their social media feed last week include Richard Crotzer, Julianne Jordan, Gus Battisi, Jason Weesey, uh, Ralph Tribble, who recently got married. Congratulations. Hey, congratulations, Ralph. Uh, Gabriel Lugo, Tammy Lynn Powers, Betts, Travis Tewitt, Chris Falls, Chris Sanders, Chris Magic Man, a Chris hat trick. We haven't had that in a while. Yeah, the trifecta. Uh, the trifecta, uh, Tom Dowdy, Glenn Cougar, Mellon Brewer, dissect that film, Taylor Ward, Heather Sachs, Josh Rosen, podcast in the woods, invasion of the remake. How are this podcast in the woods getting power to 
record. We don't. We don't question or Wi-Fi. I have. <laughs> I have questions. Podcast. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Colby Mac. Spoiler piece. Theater. Geek to me. Radio. Mike, Mike, and Oscar, the film B, Feelin' Film, Binge Movies, Ronnie Castle, Ryan Terry, Epic Film Guys, Matt Naglia, Nostalgia Cast, and oh, In man. Session Film. So thank you. I had you. to think about what we did last week. That's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. So yeah, Five Nights great. at Freddy. That's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bringing yeah. the heat. So, that's true. Um, also, don't forget we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content. And we like you extra. So. Yeah, there's all kinds of good stuff in there. There's Halloweeny stuff if you don't want to let go of the season just yet. <laughs> uh, there's all, yeah, there's there's lots of there's interviews. For those that don't know, like I I did interviews with um, the Radio Silence guys. So the people that did Ready or Not or well, that sounds like a boring uh, interview. They just yeah, do they even talk? Just not at all. Radio Silence. My, the whole my time. back hurt from carrying that conversation. <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. They were great, but they obviously did the last two Scream movies. They did Ready or Not. So there's an interview with them. Dustin McNeil, who's an author that did a bunch of Halloween books, is there. And then there's all kinds of random. I think Kevin and I did a commentary track for Batman '89. A local DJ, Learn, who's on 105.7 The Points Morning Show, and I did a commentary track for The Crow. So there's all kinds of stuff on there uh, that you won't get on the main feed. Awesome. Also, don't forget we're on YouTube. You can watch these over there at youtube.com slash at real spoilers. Awful, awful URL. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I looked at it it. the other day and I was like, man, that is annoying. Yeah. It's so it's so (laughs) dumb to say. Like, it's yeah. So uh, anyway, there's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in to Priscilla. So uh, before we get this thing started, I do kind of want to bring up if I remember, I saw an article is Priscilla alive? Yes. Okay, but Lisa Marie's dead. Correct. Uh, Got Lisa, it. Okay. Lisa Marie has passed, and so has. Uh, say, if you say Elvis, I'm going to Well, you. <laughs> yes, Elvis. But, uh, or has he? Oh, he just um, went home. Yeah. But, uh, so she had another son from a, a, another marriage after Elvis, and he also oh. died. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. So there has been an article recently where Lisa Marie did not like. The way her father was portrayed in this movie. Yeah, she, apparently she got a script ahead of time and was not a fan. But and, how long has this been kicking around then? Because how long ago did she pass away? Um, I mean, she she wrote the emails or whatever. I, from what I read, like maybe two months before she died. Okay. Okay. And you know, and so, um, uh, and yeah, she did not want them to make this movie, and and her argument was that. To modern audiences, this is going to look real bad, and it's like, and it's not wrong as a modern audience member. <laughs> it looks real bad. It looks real bad. Yeah, it looks so, real bad. <laughs> the only reason I bring that up is because Shannon Lee, who is the daughter of Bruce and Bruce Lee, uh, had a huge problem with the She's way the daughter her father, of Bruce and Bruce Lee. Br- I meant to say Linda, but oh, it okay. came out Bruce and Bruce. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I'm not trying to question people's life choices. I don't know that that's biologically it is viable. Not. I guess yeah. it, no, you could not adopt. Biologically. You could adopt. Yeah. You could adopt. Yes. Um, but Bruce and Linda Lee had a massive so that problem. Brings up a, a hang on sidebar counselor. Yeah, I'll allow it. You got, but you have to do it in the voice of a southern lawyer. <laughs> I like, say your your honor, like Brendan Fraser. I will scream my next yes, question. That's exactly right. Um, if you're gay, okay. Is it weird if you end up dating someone who has the same first name as you? Oh. I mean, it's probably not weird, but it does. It's a fun conversation starter. Yeah. I'm like, that would be <laughs> Chris. Like, and Chris, you're going to moan your own name. Like, that's kind of, <laughs> well, you know, it's sometimes. No, never mind. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that's true. That would be like, who are you talking to? Right. Like, are you do, are you putting in the work or am I putting in the work? What right. are you doing? What, yeah. you know. <laughs> is this are you are you rooting me on or is this just positive self talk? That's exact. It's or it could be yeah. both. Right. Yeah. 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 So anyway, it just it's made me funny. think about that for a that's moment. Fair. So. That's fair. It's the way our brains work. Yeah. Um, but Shannon Lee did have a massive problem with how her father was portrayed mm-hmm. in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And comparatively, and, she kind of looks like a crybaby. <laughs> I. Brother, it's like all, all Quentin Tarantino did was make her make her dad look like a, kind of a, 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 a pompous, like a pompous, a jerk. pompous, right? Yeah. Where like where here you got like a 
narcissistic, rapist, abusive. It's funny how how different the two portray the the is it Austin Austin Butler? That's who was in. Yeah, it's funny how different these two performances are, and it has all it it all has to do with how the character is written, right? Like in in the it was a Boz Lerman. That's who did Mm -hmm. Elvis. Yeah, in that one, he's the hero. Right, he's the guy yeah. that came up from the the revivals in you know wherever he's from and worked his way up and had all these mountains to over uh, to climb over and this one, your life's not that bad, you know. Yeah. Like they may, you know, I think in the other one, you know, like he goes to war and he's fighting and you know blah blah blah. And this one, they're like, no, he was just living in like he was in the army. He was in the army, but he didn't actually see battle. Like, Hell he, no, no. They like used him as PR stuff. Yeah, That's, he was like he was their Captain America, and I say right. that in the in the most general of terms because mm-hmm. let's be honest, he had his family in Germany, he had his friends, he had this swanky house. Like he wasn't fighting anybody. No, and I just and I will say I did like the way they. I don't know how tall this the kid that played Elvis is, but. The way that they made him... I mean, he towers yeah. over and this, this woman. I don't think the height disparity is quite that great in, in real life, but I... I, I think fe- that was a choice. I feel like it... I mean, I think it was a happy accident that they steered into, right? Because I, yeah. I think it made sense like to really... like As a metaphor of just how much he loomed over her. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Like I, I, and she, I think she... It's, it's actually... It's eerie. She is almost i she like looks almost identical to the girl i dated in high school and college now the girl i dated was of age but you were not we were we were a year apart she it's fine yeah but as every time i saw her it was like that is it is creepy how much she looked just like this person i'm not gonna say her name well um hat tip thank you well you done. know what? Okay, her name is Stephanie. Well, <laughs> nah. <laughs> What's her social uh, security number and her uh, mother's 488. Name? No, I don't know. <laughs> um but it like I I did I actually like that is because it does give a different um view and like it, I don't know how much was exaggerated you know from Priscilla's point of view. Because it, she's, it's obviously her story. She's telling right. her story, but she was fourteen, right? When Elvis got his mitts in, on her, and he was twenty-four. There's a ten-year age difference. So That's, that it, it's, it's so strange how that changes as you get older. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, like obviously like, you're not illegal, but <laughs> right, like forty-four and thirty-four, you're like, well, it's totally a little, fine. It's a little high, but like not the end of the world. And if yeah. ever, you know, like that, not you know. I'm like I'm eight years older than my wife, right? Yeah. Um, but I also didn't meet her when she was eleven. Correct. So <laughs> there's the difference, right? Um, but but so I like it, it's funny because it's like I think there used to be this mentality of like, well, if you end up married, it kind of retroactively makes it okay. I don't know, man. I know. I'm not saying it does. I'm. I said the first part of that sentence was yes. there used to be <laughs> right, this right. mentality. I will also say he is from backwoods Tennessee. That's that's okay. I yep. And and you know, born in the 30s. Yep. And I like I know lots of people my age. If you start doing some math. On your grandparents, yeah, it's going right, to get right. real squicky real fast. There's a there was a hilarious meme going around about uh, former famous comedian Dane Cook, mm-hmm. and uh, I think the joke was that you know he posted something and he married my longtime love, blah blah blah, and somebody was like, "Long time? Well, I hope it was more than." Five years or whatever, like just from the the age gap between right. the two, you're just kind of like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, I'm not a smart man, but I can do a little bit of math. Uh, Correct. Yeah. That ain't adding up. Yeah. But yeah, so, but, but even back then, people were looking at this with some serious side eye. Like, there was a lot of conversation in the media at the time about her being a Lolita, which is also, uh, like, isn't a Lolita like someone that breaks up a marriage, though? No, like a low, well, a Lolita is like, 
an underage sex vixen that lures that lures a poor middle-aged defenseless man into making bad choices right like so so even (laughs) calling her a lolita while it acknowledges the age difference it still blames her correct right like it's like but you're still the problem teenage girl correct yeah how dare you be how dare you exist in the world yes and uh this this man can't help himself around you Yes, it's so, yeah, so, and it's also weird, like, it opens with, you know, her in Germany, her parents yeah. are in the military, and, and uh, and like, a, another military member is basically trying to procure her. Like, with everything that has happened in the last two years, with the Epstein thing, two years, when yeah, everything's... Yeah. Sorry, a fly just flew I, into my eye. I think it's uh, more like four at this point, but yeah. Oh, okay. Dang. COVID. I know, um, right? It did. This this plot point where uh, Priscilla is minding her business in a diner, doing homework, and this guy just like out of nowhere, this army dude saunters up and he's like, hey, uh, do you want to meet Elvis? Because he'd really like to yeah, I mean, like he, doesn't, that, I mean, he doesn't say that, but he's got like, even though Elvis does not have sex with her at this point. Is that so that that's a plot point I do want to talk about when we get there. OK, it's like the way he kind of just waves her off constantly. Right. And I'm curious as to if that was real. So obviously there's only two people that know the answer to that. Correct. And um, one of them is dead. Correct. And the other has said for years uh, she's ne- Priscilla Presley has never wavered from this story that oh, okay. that okay. they did not have sex until they were married. But um, I think the movie downplays uh, just exactly what they were doing. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, um, so he does. Uh, he does at one point say we can do other stuff, right? And so this is a quote I found. This, uh, according to her account, Elvis told Priscilla that they had to wait until they were married before having sex. He said, and this is a quote I'm assuming from the book Elvis and Me, I'm not saying we can't do other things. It's just the actual encounter. I want to save it. Priscilla adds, quote, fearful of not pleasing him, of destroying my image as his little okay. girl. I resign myself to the long wait. Instead of consummating our love in the usual way, he began teaching me other means of pleasing him. We had a strong connection, much of it sexual. The two of us creating created some exciting and wild times. So I, I don't like the way that sounds at all. I hear that as <laughs> lots of blowjobs. I I was thinking uh, the five hole. I mean, maybe that too, right? Yeah, I mean, that's like, yeah, that's but, what I, that it's it's all it's just it's so bad. Yeah, <laughs> like it there's is. no there's no like, like I said this this other guy is like, hey, Elvis would really like you. Would you like to come to this party? And she's like, uh, and and it's tough because she's a teenage girl from the United States when, and I use the word teenage. Very loosely, because she's probably only what thirteen. She's 14? Four, She's fourteen in yeah. this in, in this opening segment in Germany, right? And the probably the biggest star, movie star, musical act in the world. I don't think it's a probably. I mean, he is the right? biggest so he, star in the world. Yeah, yeah. Because like, he doing is he did he do movies before he goes. To war, or was, are the movies after the war? I believe. Well, I, again, I don't think he ever goes to war. He joins the army. He goes to Germany. Yeah, yeah. I believe he did a handful of movies before he left. And, okay. okay, yeah, and and so you know that was part of what he was upset about was that his movie career was starting to take off, and this really put a hamper on everything. So what so. happened to George? What's happened to George Reeves? Yeah, he came back and he was Superman. And that was it. Game over. Yeah. Um, um, well, he was in this is from here to eternity. It was Gone with the Wind and From Here to Eternity, right? Those were the two? Or was it just From Here to Eternity? I don't remember Gone with the Wind, although he might have been. That sounds familiar now that you he say it. The, but he played the twins. Okay. Well, that would have been before, because that's Gone with the Wind is 39. So he he does, go, he, he, they think he's going to be a big star. Right. And then he goes to war, or he goes to Germany as well. Yeah. He comes back and he can't get work. 
and he becomes Superman, and then he really can't get work. Yeah. And then he's Superman for, until the day he died. Right. Um, but yeah, okay, so so like the everybody knows that he's there. Everybody knows that Elvis is, is in Germany. And when this guy's like, come hang out at this party, and she's like, well, I have to talk to my, like, no. Right. <laughs> I have to talk to my parents. And this is the part where I I was like getting angry in the theater. Right. As the father of two daughters, one of whom is only two years younger than Priscilla. Right. In, at this point. Yeah. There's no way. No way. That you're gonna, if you're going to let her go to Machine Gun Kelly's house. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, I was think, I was trying to think of like someone equivalent, but like Harry if, Styles. If well. <laughs> he is awful dreamy <laughs> he is awful dreamy but i was just like you know post malone or drake right right if one of those two guys were like hey i want to hang out with your daughter it's like i'm gonna punch you in the face right like, there's no way and the fact that both of these parents were just like okay well they were they at least the way the movie depicts it they were certainly both very conflicted like neither but of they them agreed to w- it were a huge fan of it but like i also get the the enormous amount of pressure you would feel if sure. like if your daughter's like oh my god this is my favorite person in the world can you please let me do this like that's a hard thing to say no to i will also say and it also based on the movie it doesn't seem like they ever came and said we'll cut you a check we'll change your that's life. true like it do- like it doesn't like my thought was going to be like they sold their daughter and right and didn't it, we, we see something where that happened didn't didn't we see a movie like where they i could have man it's been it so sounds long. familiar but we yeah. see a lot of movies around that's that here. right right yeah <laughs> um but uh but so anyway at least the way the movie portrays it they you know they they did not like auction off their daughter right correct like they definitely this was definitely seemed to be driven by they were feeling guilty about their daughter really wanted to do this and they they felt you know they they didn't want to tell her no so she goes to a few parties i think what he kisses her once or twice and yeah and then he gives her and it's 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 very interesting because the way and i i have i'm not a huge sofia coppola fan but I appreciate that she's a very talented director, and she's got a very specific eye for film. Yeah. This is a great-looking movie. It's a great-looking movie. Overall, I did not. I thought this movie was kind of boring. And I, I thought think, it was kind of middling is kind of how I felt about it. I think the problem is that ultimately this movie is about loneliness, and the only thing more boring than your own loneliness <laughs> is watching someone else's. And so That's true. She does make her feel, and she is. I think she is in real life, in her such very isolated. Yeah. By design. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I think yeah. Elvis locked her down for it. And that's the other part that does kind of it, it's mind boggling where Elvis does find her attractive and mm-hmm. he does kind of lock her down as a person. But at the same time, he's Elvis and he has these relationships with Nancy Sinatra and Anne Margaret and. Uh, wh- whoever else you know, whatever you know, star is is next to him. Right. They're, I mean, the story connected. has always been that he had sex with every one of his leading ladies, but Correct. one, and that it was always like, but one was so they all had plausible deniability if they right. wanted to say it. But we all know the one was Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, that totally makes sense. Well, especially if you remember the movie she was in with him because no. she plays a nun. So it's the oh. only female <laughs> co-star that the movie didn't have a romantic subplot around. Okay. Right? Okay. Because she's a nun. And so um but yeah, so the prevailing who it is. <laughs> per, the prevailing wisdom has always been that Mary Tyler Moore is the one that he didn't have sex with. That makes so, sense. I yeah. can see that. So it is interesting that he and and maybe it's just a a possessive narcissistic thing where he's like so here's what I think was it was yeah. at play is and again I'm not an Elvis expert as I all I know is what I've seen in these movies but based sure. on what I see in this film this dude had a major Madonna whore complex oh. and and like women were good for either being on a pedestal and squirting out your babies or or you get to do any filthy thing you want to them, but those women are trash. I and think that's so, a fair statement. And so I think part of the reason he 
plucked Priscilla Presley from obscurity is be- uh. at, at such a young age is because um, is because he knew that at that point she had been undefiled. That's a, right? that's fair. I could appreciate that. And then he puts her in a cage and and he will. And, in, you know, in case of marital emergency, <laughs> break glass. And there's a go ahead. Oh, and so like, I think you're right. Yeah, like, and I think that's why you see so much weird, like, I want to have sex with you, but I'm not going to have sex with you. I think it's why he waited until their wedding night, even though he did all these other things. Like, That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, like, like, I think he was very conflicted about how he felt about her because he did, he was attracted to her, but he also wanted her to be this other thing. And in his mind, she couldn't be both. So what do you do with that? And... And so like nothing good. The the irony is like he waits until they're married to have sex. And I like I think long term that might have been more harmful than if they had just had sex. Right. Like oh, not, probably. When was, not when she was not when she was 14. You mean, you mean harmful to Priscilla? Priscilla. Yes. Sure. 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 Oh, well, yeah. Like it, it, it with her head. Right. Like, yeah. And I'm not saying that it would have been better if they, he had sex with her when she was 14. No, but, no, no. Um, but Although I will say, like what he does to her ends up being pretty psychologically traumatic, even if to this day she doesn't really acknowledge it. It sure seems like it would be like I it like I won't sleep with my wife, but all of my sexual conquests are on the front page of every entertainment magazine, every entertainment rag that exists. And now this and I and like I don't want to downplay. She's a girl. So and right. she's a girl, and I I say this with the utmost respect. Like she, she's feeling things that she has never, mm-hmm. fe- you know those are those those feelings that she has. You work you work through and you grow up with with your boy like your first boyfriend. The jealousy yeah. and like the all of that stuff. They're presumably at the same level of maturity to where right yeah to where like you're you're supposed to be kind of figuring this out yeah. together where. Like, you know, she's he, she's little league and he's varsity. Yeah, and, he's and, he's playing in the majors, and she, right. you know, it, it's yeah. That's it. I think it's it does a lot of damage, especially when she's got to look at him being, you know, a cheater on on the front page of all of these papers. And yeah, you know, you can probably get away with saying it. Look, it's a publicity picture. It's for the movie. Like, oh, these tabloids, to, you can't yes. trust them. But right. it's like. It, but at some point, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> like, like there's yeah, a lot you know, out there. Yeah. yeah. So, right. um, so she doesn't talk to him for like two or three years. Like he gets transferred, and and back she to the states, right? I think I okay. I don't know, but but uh, he's still in the military though, and then oh, okay, and, and then so he, so she's like love Lauren, and her parents are like, look, this dude has <sighs> moved on. Uh-huh. You need to let it go. But she can't, and then one day because he's I'm, Elvis, like that, he's Elvis. It, there was a moment while I was when she was like writing in her journal or whatever, and I was like, "Come on, dude, like just let it go." And then it's like, "Oh wait, like, right? It's Elvis." Like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. and so then out of the blue, he's out of the military. He calls her and wants her to come to Memphis, and right. so, but now she's seventeen. She's a senior in high school, and. She basically pressures the parents and they cave and let her God, go again. Like, no way. But no you, way. OK, the, like mm. the parents did have a good point, though. I, I before we get to that, I do want to say that they I did appreciate the way they subtly snuck in the drug use mm-hmm. immediately with him. And it's like when he does it the first time, which he's basically giving her uppers. Right. Uh, to keep her awake at school, which the military does, gave to people back then. And he says that he's like, so we yeah. could go through night night moves. And I was like, the Bob Seger song, I love that. Yeah. Song. <laughs> oh, he's gonna um, go through some night moves. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I do appreciate that. Like initially, when he gives her those pills, it's not in a bad way. He's not trying to get her addicted to drugs, but it is like a, such a simple thing. Where he's like, just take these to stay awake, and you'll be fine. Right. And then he accidentally gives her too much 
sleeping meds and the, the poor girl's asleep for two days. He gave her two 500 milligram <laughs> tablets of something, <laughs> some drug that I don't think they make S- anymore. Some sleepy drug. Yeah. Some of this now it's used exclusively as a horse tranquilizer. <laughs> yeah. And she was out for two days and I looked it up. That's true. Like that's oh, not that's like crazy. Honestly, from what I can gather, it seems like almost everything that you see in this movie is pretty accurate to what she describes. Like if anything, they've toned some of it down. I wow, that's even more terrifying. Yeah. Um. But no, the I, to your point about the parents agreeing to send her to Memphis, I the mom. I the mom. They're having a conversation, and Priscilla's out of the room, and the mom. One of the two of them say. Look, she she's gonna go, and there and we're not gonna be able to stop her. So we can either yeah. say she can go and just let it happen, or we can not say and 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 possibly ruin our relationship with our daughter because she yeah. does say like you're ruining my life. I think like, people who are only casually familiar with the situation they know Elvis met her at fourteen, and when they hear she goes off to live with Elvis, they hear. A 14-year-old went off to live with Elvis. Right. And it's actually like a 17-year-old went off to live with Elvis. It's still squicky. <laughs> like, I'm not making excuses for it. But what I am making an excuse for is that if you're a parent and you have a kid who's 17, 17 and a half, and they want to do something you don't like, you you know that if they're really putting their foot down and digging in, in right. six months, they can just walk out and do it. And now you've got no relationship with your kid. Like, what choice? You're, you kind of don't have a choice no. at that point. And especially when her person of interest slash boyfriend is Elvis Presley, who has... All the money in the world. Exactly. Right? Like Limitless this, money. This isn't a guy that works out at the gas and sip <laughs> that says, come live in my parents' house with me. Right. Like, you know where you can kind of shut that down because it's like, well, we're not going to provide any support. How are you going to do it? Right? I think of that. I think of that guy from uh, what was the Jason Sudeikis Jennifer Aniston flick where they're the fake parents. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not no no regrets, huh? Not a one. It's like yeah, no, re- no regrets on his collarbone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not one, huh? All right. But um, but yeah, like they're like this guy has all the means in the world. He can yeah, he can send her a, a first class ticket tomorrow, and she can be gone. And so like. I get that at that point, as a parent, you kind of hold your nose and you let them hope, do what they're going to do. You hope for the best, right? But and I and I agree. On the flip side, he also is going to offer her access to opportunities that she would never have otherwise. So, like, you're also weighing that. I mean, it's it's a tough it's it's not an easy situation as a parent and especially a parent in what are we looking at like 19 what 50 it well i uh oh sure sure yeah i guess it's probably she was born in 45 so yeah it's probably 1961 62 i think it's 60 the only reason i think it's might be 63 is because there is a calendar oh that's right that that rolls that rolls through um so she goes and he is Elvis, right? Like he is, he's got his, his posse around him, his little click. Uh, they're going out to bars. And of course they're taking this 16, 17 year old girl out to bars. Um, it's funny. I, I didn't see, I, I bought these tickets late and I, uh, which is on me and I didn't see what the theater looked like. Cause it was sold out. This, I went to the draft house and this theater, this place was packed. Um, they were also showing the Taylor Swift movie. So take that for what it is. <laughs> um, but I couldn't see what the demographic was of the of the the theater goers. The scene when Priscilla comes back through, comes back from Memphis, and gets off the plane, and her hair is a mess, and she's got makeup running down her face. There was an audible laugh from like a lot of, and it I I don't know if she was playing it for laughs, but like it got a giggle out of me because she left this pristine right girl and she comes back and looks like a wreck yeah like i didn't laugh at it my theater didn't laugh at it but i was like like she might not have elvis but she came home looking like she did (laughs) like yes yeah like she looked like running down her face she she looked like he was nailing her on the way to the airport and threw her on a plane and sent her home she looked rough (laughs) (laughs) uh and i like the look of the parents where the parents are like oh jesus christ 
you know, and they're just they're both of them are like absolutely not like this yeah. is it. You got you know this is it. We're done. Right. And every time they say this is it, they're done. And she t- and she tells Elvis like my parents aren't going to allow that. Let me talk to them. Let yeah. me talk to them. Um. So now Elvis is saying, "Come live with me in Memphis. We'll put you in school. We'll get you in the you know the best Catholic school we can find, and you'll just stay here with me." And of course, again, the parents are like, "What's happening? No, like, mm-hmm. what is happening right now?" Uh, and then of- somehow Elvis charms the parents into agreeing to let the- let her go, and now we are off to the races with this Priscilla and Elvis relationship because he has isolated her, and they don't really say. I'm assuming she has friends, right? Like she's a kid. I'm assuming she's got friends in school. She sure, it sure doesn't seem it based on this movie. I mean, now she's in a whole other country. Well, and oh, I guess that's true. And also keep in mind, like it looks like they had just moved to Germany at the beginning of this movie because the there's a line where she's like, you know, she's like, you should ha- like hang out with your friends or something, and she's like, and she's I don't like, have any friends? I don't have any friends here. Like they're yeah, all at home. That's true. And, and so then she goes to Memphis, and yeah, he puts her in school, but like. Nobody wants to talk to her. They're all talking behind her back. And anybody Don't you that, think they would want to talk to her? Well, but that's so that's the flip side of that equation though, right? Like anybody that wants to talk to her wants to talk to her because they want to meet Elvis. Sure, sure. And sure. so it's like really difficult for her to form friendships because you're immediately skeptical of anyone who befriends you because you're That's a good point. You don't know their motivation. And well, I think when, you do know their motivation. Right. Like yeah. and so like you even see her finally exploit that when she's trying to pass that test and she, yeah. and like the girl next to her knows all the answers and she's like want to meet Elvis? Right, right, right. You know. And then, I, actually and it, there was another point when she goes to visit Elvis for the first time with the the women and I use that term on purpose. The the women that are around are like, "Hey man, She's yeah. a little she's a little young, don't you think? I mean, she's kind of a person, you know, you know, a man with no nation, right? Like just sure. because the kids her age only want to interact with her to meet Elvis, the other women that she's with are like, "You're a child. Yeah, what are we going to What are we gonna, like and even they're like, "It's weird." Like yeah. I know it's not like they're like, "I know it's 1963, but dude, that's weird." <laughs> that's weird. Like that's not it's not, not okay. Cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's not, not okay. okay. If I had Twitter, I would <laughs> I would be hashtagging you right, right now, right? Hashtag not cool. Right. And yeah. so um so she really doesn't have anyone. You see her kind of befriend the women that work there in the office. Like they're nice. I thought nice that to was going to turn into something. And but it, I think it would have, but then Elvis's dad shuts it down cuz he's like they're here to work. You leave them alone. And you so, would think that, she, well, she's also, again, she's 17. I thought she was going to say, shut up. Like, yeah, I, just, you know, like, I if she had also, the ability to say shut up, this would be a very different and shorter movie. Uh, that's true. That's true. Um, so, yeah, now they're they're in Memphis and he is I mean, he's living the rock star movie star life where it's it's not that he's unattentive and he is kind of, but he's busy. he's. He's attentive when he wants to be. That's fair. She is a toy that yes. he takes down off a shelf and plays with when he's in right. the mood. And when he's not in the mood, he goes off and plays with other toys. And, Cor- and yep, yeah. And, and so, I tell you, Anne Margaret is a f- not not a bad toy to play with. Not at all. No. Yeah, like that's. No. Mm, I, yeah. Remember, I remember seeing her. What was she in? Was she in the second Grumpy Old Men? Yeah. Right. No, and she's even, in both. She's in both. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Oh, she's the one they're both after in the first right. One. And then I yeah. think in the second one, they introduced it's Sophia Raquel. Loren, Sophia Loren. I was thinking it was yeah. Raquel Welch, but yeah. either way, both great choices and yes. still looked fantastic. Yeah. In, in grumpy old men. Um, so, yeah. So she's living this solitary life. Uh, Elvis leaves her a dog as like a, you know, and it's interesting that even the people that are around Elvis are like, I don't want this broad around here anyway. I'm, you know, yeah. Priscilla's minding her own business, playing with this dog in the front yard. And this woman, I don't know who this woman was. She pops up every once in a while. Kind of says, like, stop drawing attention to. Does she say stop drawing attention to yourself or stop drawing attention to graceland because like, i don't all... remember but yeah she's playing with the dog and then the people are loitering around the front and then they're right. like oh that's elvis's 
maybe girlfriend and right and then this and, woman's like get out you, you need to start paying attention to what you're doing yeah and it's like man no like i if that if, if that and i have no reason to say that it's not if that was her existence that seems awful yeah but also on the flip side doesn't graceland have a backyard like also oh. thought the same thing <laughs> i i was like why don't you okay just go around to the back go to like, the back it's fine like there's yeah. no way like the, where, where where were they going when they're shooting their guns and riding <laughs> riding their golf carts go play with the dog there yeah, like that's fine. not yeah this seems like a like a easy problem to solve the line there's a line later in the movie that i thought was great that gives an idea as to the hubris of elvis yeah is they um they have all of his buddies have a uh a jukebox and they see a beatles song on there and he's like a beetle what's a beetle like that's the dumbest thing i've ever yeah. heard and it's like oh, those guys are gonna kick the shit out of you in about one year and right you will be it's like way, a new beatles song just came out yeah it's that's pretty weird it was pretty middling. I thought. it was, but it was still yeah. like it's twenty twenty three. Yeah, and a new Beatles song just popped up. Yeah, I um, um but yeah, it's like what uh, what you did to Frank Sinatra, like <laughs> they're well, they're about to do to you. Except right. except they won't turn around and have sex with your. daughter. I was just thinking this. Like, <laughs> yeah, not only did I end your career, but I also hooked up with your daughter. <laughs> yeah, probably well, he didn't end his career, but he obviously he he signaled a change in what was popular. Like Correct. obviously Frank Sinatra still had hits during that time period because that's like that's when he uh kind of reinvents himself himself with the nelson riddle orchestra oh okay and you start getting like come fly with me and stuff like that yeah and uh um but uh but he he obviously he segues from being uh like like the popular guy popular music for the kids to being more of what we would term today like an adult contemporary act that's fair yeah, yeah. he's the he was the michael buble yeah for sure yeah. um so yeah so there you know she is just trying to find her place and it is not going well because a he's gone all the time because again he is making music and he's starring in movies and he's you know um doing all that stuff on the road where she has to he keeps saying what does he keep saying you got you got to keep the they have some they do have some the really home good fires light. burning and she and i like where she's like the fire's real low yeah and i was like oh that's a good line like i i i like that line a lot but there's it, he will constantly it's one of the things that i did like by the end of the movie is um she he threatens to like kick her out he's constantly like i'm gonna kick yeah. you out you're done and when she cut, you know, the first time she's like, kind of breaks down and he's like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And the last time, well, the last time we see she's actively like she is pregnant. She's in her third trimester. And again, for everything I can tell from my minimal research sounds like that is absolutely true. Or and, at least Priscilla says it's true. Like, you know, sure. like obviously he's not around to give his side of the story, but like that's not something that the film made up. It is based on information provided by Priscilla Presley. And I think he's already been caught in another affair with yeah. Nancy Sinatra, I think again. I think it's uh, the Anne Margaret one that really upset her. I think. Oh, okay. Well, because she said that they were engaged. Like Anne yeah. Margaret and the press was like there, and he's like, "Why would you say that?" I was like, "Oh, you put a ring on her finger. I don't know why would you say that." <laughs> um, and the way she plays it this last time, where he's like, "I just think we need some time apart," and she was like, "Okay, just tell me when you want me to go," and turns around and walks out, and I was like, "She's figured it out." Yeah, like if I don't play into his wackadoo game, he's gonna come right back. And I was like, yeah. "That's a it's a, it's an interesting character turn for her where she figures out his bullshit." Um. So, I mean, basically, the the run of this is her being isolated, him being a, a scumbag, and doing, like, I you just go through these different versions of Elvis where he gets way into, like... Like, spiritualism. Spi- like, like, yes. like, the, like, the kind of road the Beatles went down with, you exactly, know. Exactly, exactly. And then, and she's just, like, so bored with it. She's like, please... It's great. It's a great scene. Please stop making like apparently he would keep her up late at night just reading to her from these books and oh, and she was just like oh sweet baby vishnu yeah, kill, please kill me now sweet baby and, vishnu and uh and and then he stops because colonel tom parker is finally like this needs to stop now so and he's like, do you, okay do you think 
I, I as you're as you're watching this, I think she may have called the colonel and said, "I don't know." Like, she, can I mean, you tell him to stop, please? It's so hard to gauge because it doesn't seem like she has. I mean, Colonel Tom Parker's only ever mentioned in this movie and. Ve- one or two times and yeah. so i can't really get a handle on whether or not she had any real relationship with him at that's all. fair that's fair you i know? just feel like she has that blow up with him yeah and then all of a sudden the things are the colonel says throw that away. right and he's burning books and yeah uh, which they did <laughs> oh sure yeah, right. yeah um and then so he had he does have now we're f- i think we're full blown into and one of the things about the Austin Butler movie is they hammer down on the drugs. Yeah. Like they were just pumping him full of kind of like Michael Jackson mm-hmm. is they were just pumping him full of whatever they needed to keep him going yeah. and to keep that cash cow flowing. So even Priscilla says, look, I think we're done. Like, I think the pills are too much because they, they have like a pillow fight. And of course, Elvis takes it a step too far and cracks her in the face. Yeah. And she's like, that's it. Like I, you know, um, and from what I read after the pillow fight in real life, she had like an eye patch for like six weeks. Oh, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, like if any, like I said, if anything, the movie movie plays it down, like, yeah, he, I mean, he, in the, in the, in this movie, he, he pops her. Yeah. He winds, you know, there's one thing to wind up with a pillow, but there's another thing to wind up with a pillow. Um, so it, I think that they finally he proposes and they get married and you see all those pictures and um, he it, and that's the problem with this movie is it does kind of just become like her walking around the house. Yeah, like there's not a lot like the protagonist has almost no impact on the story. Yeah. Yeah. Until until, she, like, until, she, until literally the last scene of the movie. Well, I think that there's when she says, I'm going to move, I'm going to take. So she has Lisa Marie. Um, and I th- there's a moment where they are doing a photo shoot. Lisa Marie looks like she's probably like two uh, in this in this scene. Yeah. And rather than wanting to go with her mother, she wants to go with the nanny because she's more attached to the nanny because the nanny is doing all the stuff. All the mothering. Sh- yeah. The stuff that Priscilla should be doing. Yeah. So there's a moment while they're doing this photo shoot uh, where Priscilla realizes that she is losing her daughter as well. And she says, I'm going to we're going to move to L.A. That's what we're like. They're going to L.A. I'm taking Lisa Marie, Lisa Marie with me. Uh, and Elvis is kind of heartbroken, but also like, yeah, whatever. You know, he kind of he does the whole yeah. you, I, I made you like I gave you all of this and right. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and then, so, so I just find this interesting. I'm scanning the Wikipedia. This is on, I have three Wikipedia entries open. One on the film, okay. one on her book, and okay. then one just on her. Okay. This is how it says for the marriage and pregnancy. Shortly before Christmas 1966, Elvis proposed to Priscilla after being reminded of the record contracts RCA morals clause by his oh. manager. Priscilla suggested in a 1973 interview with Ladies Home Journal that she and Elvis were quite happy to just live together, but at that time, it wasn't nice for people to just live together. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, that's I, maybe that's, you know, that's another part. I think that, put that in the movie. Yeah. Like, I think that just gives another layer of that he, he just, he doesn't really, he might love Priscilla, but she is just there when he needs to use her for whether it's the the morality clause or whether it's you know for the madonna effect whatever not the other madonna the this madonna yeah the religious madonna <laughs> the religious one uh, yes right the um, one that started it all yeah. well i guess you could say the other one but that's <laughs> pop music that's either there yeah um so yeah so she goes to she goes to la and she starts to live her life like she uh, starts kind of I she starts seeing uh well they don't say this but it's definitely obvious that she is seeing her karate instructor the way that they kind of play that relationship are uh, they seeing each other or are they just kind of into each other like I oh, couldn't it could, get a beat could, on that it could be the latter it could absolutely be the latter um just the way they were interacting and the way she kind of like touched his arm or his elbow and when they were having this conversation with this to other the couple. Wikipedia yes. 
Following disruptions from Elvis, Priscilla began taking uh, lessons from Mike Stone, a karate instructor she met in 1972. She soon began an affair with him. Priscilla states in her book, my relationship with Mike had now developed into an affair. I still loved Elvis greatly, but over the next few months, I knew I would have to make a crucial decision regarding my destiny. And she does. Uh, They... They touch on the the special that they that you see in the Baz Luhrmann movie, the the whole black and red jumpsuit, and it's this massive hit, and it reignites Elvis's career. And now he's setting up a residency in Vegas, which we all, we see, you know, we we know all this stuff right from the other movie, correct? Yeah. And it's in Vegas that I honestly didn't remember when he died. So uh, I was like, he dies oh, in seventy seven, I think. But in Vegas, right? Uh, I don't remember where he was at. I feel like he was because at the end of that movie, they ha- they show his last performance, and I feel like he's in Vegas. When I could be wrong about that, but I thought the way that was shot, I thought he was in Vegas. Gotcha. But there is when they finally consum- consummate consummate the relationship, and the the maid is putting food by the door every you know yeah the, the, whatever. There is a peanut butter and bacon sandwich, and I was like, "Hey, man, oh, that's a peanut that's butter a- and banana." Oh, I think. Well, that it was could be. well the the sandwich he's famously associated with is is peanut butter and banana, but fried. Uh, maybe I don't. It's know. I, either way, real good. Uh, but I was like, "Hey, man, you might want to watch those because you gonna die." Um, on a toilet, no less. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so he. Priscilla is there in Vegas and he somebody sends Elvis sends like a, a a host basically to go get her. And she was like, well, this is weird. Like he doesn't usually go to his room in between shows. Uh, so he goes, she goes up there. She's checking on him and he uh, forces him. So he attacks her. Yeah. And she fights him off. And she's like, you know, this is ridiculous. I'm done. This is it. Oh, well, you and I are done. I'm I'm leaving the marriage. And he's like, is it for another guy? And she was like, no, man, it's for me. And and this is the this is the most character development we get with her, where she finally stands up to him, and he realizes he's screwed up, and he can't talk his way out of this one. I feel like this scene really downplays what happened. I mean, because first off, no downplays marriage, their their relationship. Downplays what happened in that moment. Sure, sure. Because sure, sure. first off. In the, I remember saying this when we were leaving the movie to my wife. I was like, no marriage in the history of marriages has ever ended with, you know what? I think I'm ready to leave. That's a shame, baby. Maybe in another time and place. And then I walk down the hall to my new life. Like Correct. that, like, that's it? No. Bull. No. Bull. So much more that, to that. that I, I said to my wife, like, look, you and I have both been divorced. That ain't how you wrap it up. Like, nope. it gets ugly. Even if and especially it, with him, right? Yeah. It's going to get ugly. Especially with him. But, like, even if a, if, if a couple ends up amicable, that actual moment is going to be ugly, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, um, like... And when I say with him, I mean, like, this emotionally stunted man-child. Who gets what he wants, and Always. You, you're his possession. And right. so, like, from... So, um, this is from the wikipedia um she says uh okay uh my relationship with with the karate instructor had now developed into a fair uh, i knew i'd have to make a crucial decision she later states elvis must have perceived my new restlessness a couple of months later she said that elvis had requested to see her in his hotel suite it is okay. there she wrote in her book that elvis forcefully made love to me as he said this is how a real man makes love to a woman and that's what he says yeah and then yeah. uh in a later interview, Priscilla said that she regretted her choice of words in describing her his actions because, like, people were like, "Honey, he—that's called rape, uh, right?" Yeah, and, yeah. And so now she's trying to walk it back. Um, okay. And then uh, I thought this is interesting. She states in her book, "He had mentioned to me before we were married that he had never been able to make love to a woman who had a child." Okay. Yeah, and I'm like, that's a choice, I guess. Yeah, that's uh yeah, that's weird. Yeah, um, that is weird. But uh but yeah, I just um like I I just I don't buy this breakup scene. You know. No, I it's I, it it feels like that 
to me, it feels like we got to wrap this up. Yeah. And we're just going to let her walk off into the sunset. Uh, and that's kind of what they do. Is yeah. She walks out of that hotel room. He accepts the fact that she's leaving in the movie, at least. Uh, he accepts the fact that she's leaving and taking his daughter with him. Uh, I vaguely remember in the like the Austin Butler version, this scene kind of happens, but he's like getting on a plane. Right. I feel like, like they're, yeah, they're like at at an airport in front of a plane in a limo. Yeah, yeah. And, he's and, like, and it's and it seems like post divorce, it was relatively amicable. Oh, sure, sure, and, sure, sure. And um, uh. Yeah, so so he, again from the Wikipedia, this is interesting. The the divorce the uh, agreement, the couple agreed to share custody of their daughter Lisa Marie, and Priscilla was awarded an outright cash payment of seven hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. Remember, this is nineteen seventy three. It's a lot. It's a lot of money. Yeah, as well as spousal support, child support, <laughs> five percent of Elvis's new publishing companies, and half the income from the sale of their Beverly Hills home. Originally, the couple had agreed upon a much smaller settlement, $100,000 lump payment, $1,000 a month in spousal support, $500 a month in child support. Priscilla was keen to make it on her own and prove that her marriage to Elvis was not about money. After consulting her new lawyers, Uh her demands increased, pointing out that a star of Elvis's stature could easily afford more for his former wife and child. And then it says Priscilla and Elvis remained close, leaving the courthouse hand in hand. On the day of their divorce, that's because that's because Priscilla got paid. Yeah, but uh, um, but yeah. So I just it's uh, um, you know, obviously Priscilla Presley is still very much pro Elvis, right? Even yeah, after yeah. everything we see in this movie, she she throughout her life has been very protective of the brand. She's been very she was very her and Lisa Marie were very involved. In the Baz Luhrmann movie, um, oh, interesting. Okay, and they did lots of press for it, and they were, and and I think that's part of why Lisa Marie was so upset about this movie. I think she kind of felt like, hey, we just did this big thing to be like yeah. Elvis is a good guy, and this is going to completely undo that potentially. <laughs> all, it, I mean, it doesn't. It's it, to yeah. me, this is the this is on the same level as Great Balls of Fire. Yeah, you and know? I, like and I. And I think Priscilla looks at it as like, well, this happened and I still love him, but he did do these things. And I think Lisa Marie was like a little bit more savvy. That's fair. Recognizing that like, yeah, but like I get (laughs) you've made your peace with it. But if if you present this to the public as new information in 2023, because for most people or a good chunk of people, it's going to be new information. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like and there's probably a lot of. A lot of younger people that saw the Elvis movie that maybe have been like, "Oh, Elvis is really fun and cool," and then they see this, like, and they're oh gonna, no, like, "Well, now we have to cancel a man who's been dead for fifty years, right?" <laughs> there's a there's I'm not going to do the whole bit. If you there's a comedian named Shane Gillis, uh, you probably recognize that name. He was going to be on SNL, and then a joke popped up that got him off of SNL. Uh, he does a hilarious bit about seeing George Washington like. A George Washington Museum. Yeah, go find it because it is exactly what you just said. Where <laughs> they lead with all of this stuff, and at the very end, they hit you with something. You're like, "Well, I was feeling pretty good about George Washington. Now <laughs> I do. I save that to the end. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, and then it, right, it just kind of ends. And but I do wonder, going back to the Shane and Lee thing, if there's just a degree of hero worship, and I don't think. And I think that makes sense. It's your dad, right? And sure. It's, it's a dad that you probably didn't know very well. You know, I'm not, I don't know. Shannon was a baby, like a baby baby, because Brandon was a, a toddler when Bruce Lee died. Right. So the only thing that Shannon, and, I, and I'm not trying to show Shannon Lee, the vision that she has of her dad in her head is her dad, where I feel like Lisa Marie's probably in the same boat. Uh, she was, I mean, what you said he died in, in a, she in would have been about 10 when he died. She was That's born so in really 60. Young. She was born in 68. He died in 77. So okay. she's going to have some memories, but not tons. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that there's, there's a degree of that 
that comes into play when you're when you're talking about somebody's dad and the, kind of the Pecor? things that they and and Bruce Lee. And I'm not saying Bruce Lee did anything Pecor? right, but you know he was a badass and he probably was a little bit pompous. But at the same time, that story is being told through the through the lens of Cliff Booth. Right. Where it's, a, it's you know, it's not the real, it's Cliff's remembrance of, Cliff's memory of Bruce Lee, not how he actually was. Right. This movie, on the other hand. Is supposed to be how he actually was. It's and, first-hand experience. Yeah. And, and I will say, like, not to wave away all this with the whole, it was another time. Sure, sure. But I will also say that, like, a lot of these issues that he was having, Madonna whore, like, that didn't, like... That wasn't even really recognized as issues people would have. Oh, right? sure, like, sure, like, sure. So, like, it's not like that was uh, a syndrome that you could even be aware of. Ident- that you could identify in so many words as to I think it was why just a, you were you you had these things that were really upsetting you, and you had no ver- verbiage. To, it's it's how he was raised, not making right. it right, but it's sure. just how he was raised. It also makes me wonder, seeing how much he got into reading these books about spirituality, yeah. like had he lived what he might have gotten into in terms Jim, of like Jim like, Jones. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me. But but yeah, that could go either direction, right? Like he could go into a really weird religious territory like that. I could also see him getting very into self help. And sure. Going sure, down sure, that sure. rabbit hole of being like, oh, man, I shouldn't have been like that. Like, yeah, that makes, you sense. know, but obviously we we will never know, but we will uh, never know. Yeah. So um, anyway, overall, like the movie itself, it's a great looking movie. Yeah, it's beautiful um, looking. And the performances are solid. I thought the El- Elvis was OK. Like, I, yeah. I appreciated he wasn't trying to just do a flat out impersonation of Elvis because that correct. Can, that can get tiresome and, and very cartoony. And it um, did. In the other movie yeah like i mean i thought he was good but but it was also like it's hard to like because that's how elvis was elvis sure, was sure, sure. Kind, you go back and watch very much actual elvis and it gets kind of cartoony so <laughs> um uh this guy was the number two pick to be superman he was oh the, was he, he was, yeah he was the guy right behind the, the david corn sweat okay yeah he yeah. um uh uh, he's on Euphoria. I don't know if you've watched oh, that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. he's the uh, douchey football player whose dad is uh, into trans underage kids. Yeah. So that's a that's a that's a mouthful. Yes. Yeah. You mean the trans underage kids or the subject itself? The subject but, uh, itself. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, Euphoria is just nightmare fuel for parents. I I got through season <laughs> one and I was like, I don't know. Like it's a very good show. Yeah, it's well done. I don't know if I can keep going. I totally get it. We finally yeah. finished up season two, but it took a while. It's not a show you can binge. I'll tell you no. that you can't. <laughs> you can't watch like three of those in a row. You'll just no. yeah. You get you get one. You're like, all right, I'm gonna go watch Invincible. I, this is- yeah. You're like, it's like you just got done running a marathon. You're like, hands on your knees, taking deep breaths. You're just like, I'm gonna need a minute. Yeah, right. I'm right. Gonna right. need a minute. So, yeah. but no, I agree. I think it, it's a the performances are fine. Um, it, it's a beautiful looking movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's, but it's, it's just it's kind for for all the crazy stories being told. Correct. And and I get that she didn't want to sensationalize it. That she want, but I will also say the movie's kind of sterile, and that it has this sort of antiseptic vibe. That sometimes I'm like, I don't know which side the filmmaker is on. Like it's. Pre- presented That's fair. So, so matter-of-factly that it's hard to, i'm like am i supposed to be outraged right now i right. i'm not entirely sure or am i supposed to be rooting for the hollywood star to fly the 14 year old child out to right. LA to hang out with them yeah it's yeah. also a f- you know interesting that she, you know, she had to work around the fact that they couldn't get the rights to any elvis songs i wonder why yeah, the Elvis estate was like hard pass. Wait, um isn't she the estate? Isn't Priscilla the estate? No, it's like um I thought that too, but I looked it up, but it's it's not. I thought maybe like it had reverted to her with the death of Lisa Marie, but like it's Okay. but it that's not how it was structured. I don't Who, fully understand. You know it. that that's an interesting question. Who has the rights to Nirvana? Does Francis Bean have the rights or does Dave Grohl have the rights? My guess is Kurtz 
portions are owned by Courtney Love. I don't think that they are. I mean, she was married to him at the time, so I guess like that's she, true. you know, like that. So I would think that those would go to her, unless okay. he had written something saying otherwise. The, well, that was always the if you have any of the conspiracy theories that she he was going to divorce her and take everything and say right. you don't get any of that, and then all of a sudden he died. Right. I take that for what it is, but yeah. You know, but uh, but anyway, I yeah, like it's so it's um. It's it's odd at times just how kind of hands off the movie is being, and I think that she's she being Sofia Coppola is trying to not sensationalize it, but by not, but like perhaps she overcorrected. That's fair. Yeah, you know? I would agree with that. I would agree yeah. that completely. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So anyway, that's it for this one. I guess we will go around the virtual table <laughs> and. We will say where to find ourselves. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21, and at Letterboxd at the same. And this is Tom. You can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And, of course, don't forget our Patreon at Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Dewey dies three minutes after his final performance. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already warned you. Better watch out. It's gonna ruin the plot. Real spoilers. Real spoilers. Real spoilers. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.